When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Data Bank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss them, search our feelings, and then make those characters fight for our amusement, and hopefully yours as well. I am your host, my name is Joseph Scrimshaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Ken Knapsack. So happy to be here. You know, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Joseph, I love killing the people I love. (laughs) We have hurt a lot of good Star Wars characters, and we're just going to keep hurting them. We've had a lot of, I think, very fun, ridiculous battles. Yeah. Uh, we have visited a lot of bars where Star Wars <laughs> characters <laughs> behave poorly. <laughs> uh, they don't make responsible drinking decisions, yeah. and yeah. they end up gored, shot. It happens more than probably we maybe should let it happen, but it just rings so true. It does. We try to be honest in these fights, and yeah. we say what will bring them to the point of fighting, and sometimes it's a little tipple, <laughs> and it's too late. <laughs> Uh, so maybe this one will occur in a bar. It'd be it'd be weird. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, okay, okay. We'll see. We'll okay. see where it happens. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Th- th- you know, I I feel like I often say this is going to be a weird one, but that's really the concept of the show. Yes. So I will say it's going to be a weird one when we have two really normal characters who go. should fight be fighting. But are you ready for our first combatant? I'm ready. All right. It is Captain Panaka. This is what StarWars.com databank officially has to say about Captain Panaka. Queen Amidala's loyal protector during the Trade Federation invasion crisis was Captain Panaka. Panaka was often referred to as the quickest eyes on Naboo. Hmm. For his attention to detail and selfless dedication to the safety of the Queen, Panaka commanded a team of Royal Palace Guards and security troopers stationed throughout Thede. During the Trade Federation invasion, Panaka stayed close to the Queen, ensuring her protection from the Nemodian's plans. His loyalty was such that he would openly question the strategy of Jedi Knights if he thought it would somehow endanger Amidala. So that's his whole, uh, that's his whole story. There's, uh, there's some juicy stuff in there. Uh-huh. Some stuff we haven't heard before. The quickest eyes on Naboo. That is right. not uh, in any actual description in movies. And I like they included his major role in the film was just constantly saying to Qui-Gon, what? Come on. <laughs> really? I'm not sure about that. All right. Love it. So, uh, so what do you got for Captain Panaka? Um, I'm trying to get through it. I just weirdly hit some spam on my phone trying to like <laughs> I, I won a contest trying to look this oh, up was it uh, captain panaka related it, spam it, it might i wish it was i wish it was <laughs> um as we record live to tape here captain panaka is a human male 1.83 
meters tall, hair color black, eye colors uh, brown, uh, dark skin tone. He is, uh, uh, has a, uh, I don't know if that is his, what's the name? Do they give us for first full name? No, he's just Captain Panaka. Maybe okay. that's not his rank. Maybe that's his name. Yeah, well, yeah, there was another name. I got, that's probably why I got some spam. I got him some weird site and it said <laughs> his name was Quarsh. Oh, I think I have heard that somewhere. Yeah. Captain Quarsh Panaka. Panaka. So I just got lost. In no that. wonder he's angry. No one can say his name. Yeah, there is a quote attached to him here. We like to do a quote <clears throat> oh, that yeah. indicates the character. Uh, again, yeah, Joseph pulls from the official Star Wars databank. We go to supplement from uh, Wikipedia and other sources just to have a little fun. Uh, but here is the quote. It is accurate. It is, Your Highness, this is a b- battle I do not think we can win. Panaka <laughs> to Queen Padme Amidala in Phantom Menace. Um, that might be one of the best quotes we've pulled because it's so relevant to the fact that he right. is about to fight. Yeah. And he's got a quitter's attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just, uh, so we've got the stats, but I like getting your, your description, your more poetic description of sure. with his outfit and everything. What, what, what does he look like? Um, Panaka, like I said, kind of tall. Uh, he, he's an older gentleman. He was born 62 years before the Battle of Yavin. So if he had... Damn. Uh, I was going to say if he had survived or if we let him survive yeah. or in canon if the character's still going. He, he's, uh, he's an older man yeah. by the time of the, the New Hope. But he is... Uh, um, he is a stoically handsome man to me. Yeah. He, he's, he's somber. He's serious, but he's yeah. got a serious job. I love his colors. He's got the, the maroon over blue kind of leather outfit. Yeah. He's got a funny security hat. The people in Naboo <laughs> kind of like to wear some funny headgear. He does have a funny security uh, yeah, hat. It's, it's a little weird, but uh, I like the Nubian lifestyle, you know? They got yeah. some flamboyant colors and some ships that are classically designed, and I think he fits into that. Yeah, there's this vibe there that if you can't respect me, you can at least respect my hat. Right. And I think he carries that off really, really well. And it is very leathery. Yeah. Maybe even pleather. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It yeah. seems breathable. Yeah, it's breathable. It's not full armor. It's just yeah. pleather. Yeah. It's like he's wearing a, a therapist's couch on his body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. It, mm. Now, uh, we always talk a little bit about our personal feelings, so we know any bias going in. How did you feel about Captain Panaka? Um, you know what? I, I, I'm glad you brought this character up. I actually really do like this character, and it was a... Uh, um, um, who is the guy? Hugh was his name. I'm trying to find the actor who played him. McDermott, maybe? Uh, something like that there. But I, I, I liked this guy. I really did. I remember um, there's something good uh, about him. There was something the character's designed to be. He's a security chief, and he's just kind of this, like, solid, matter-of-fact guy. And uh, to me, uh, was always one of the the pluses of Phantom Menace, even uh, back in the day when I was uh, admittedly disappointed coming out of the theater. Yeah. Even after the eighth time I saw it in the theater, um, it was uh, I, I liked how his character was uh, delivered. Like a lot of things in the prequels, stoic kind of uh, a little stiff, a little stiff dialogue. But um, he himself is. Uh, I'm trying to look it up, but he's he himself was a pretty accomplished actor. Yeah, I know I, he's on Doctor Who. He's got a great two part episode uh, yeah. with David Tennant. And I always believed he left because he was like, what? <laughs> what did I just get into? And I think he left for that. But I could be mistaken. That's just me uh, talking about there. So I, I, I like this character. Yeah. And we know he leaves because he gets uh, replaced by Typho in Attack of the yes. Clones. Uh, yes. so, so something happens to Panaka's lifestyle. Maybe, maybe we'll find out what it is. Yeah, I always liked him, too. I think he offset uh, Qui-Gon being like, I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do because he kept saying... Are you sure? That's I think that's yeah. a bad idea. Let's not do anything. Like, right. I mean, Captain Panaka is a force who uh, resisted plot movement. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is a good idea. That's not a good idea. Uh, cool. 
<clears throat> I think he also has a, a, a scene where he is really putting his back into the acting of firing a blaster rifle. Yeah. And I know from actors it's hard to pretend to fire things so you don't get any actual recoil and you have to fake it. Right. Well, I mean... And I think there's a scene where he's really wagging his blaster, if you know what I mean. Yeah, wagging his blaster. Yeah, you know, Landley Portman, God bless her, could never fire a blaster (laughs) in a way I uh, liked. Hugh... Oh, interesting. Hugh Corshi. Corshi. So maybe that's where this other... I don't know where the hell got McDermott. ...made his name Korsh Panaka. Hugh Corshi. Okay. saying it somewhat wrong, but uh, uh, yeah. Okay, so I was slightly obsessed with giving the actor full credit for yeah. this role he probably hates. <laughs> I'm sure it opened a lot of doors, and who knows, maybe some other slam shot. But yeah, but he did a great job. He did a great job, yeah. no matter what happens to Captain Panaka, when they face the competitor. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. Captain Panaka will face a random Tuscan Raider. Oh, wow. So I was thinking... What are some like main principal characters we haven't used? And you know, going back to the early days, mm-hmm. Tuscan Raider, one of the original action figures. Yep, big presence in Star Wars. You know, I, fateful actions. I wish we had Maud Garrett here to do the. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably more chewy. I did there, but she's, <laughs> she's very. She makes very good Tuscan Raider noises. Yes. yes. Uh, so here is what the data bank has to say officially about Tuscan Raiders: fearsome desert savages, not holding anything Ooh. back right out of the gate. Ooh. They are fearsome desert savages inhabiting the rocky Junlin wastes. Tuscan Raiders are the foremost reason Tatooine colonists do not wander far from their isolated communities. Extremely territorial and xenophobic. Very interesting. Mm. Tuscan Raiders will attack with very little provocation. They have even gathered numbers large enough to attack the outskirts of smaller towns like Anchorhead. Mm. Covered from head to foot in tattered rags and robes, Tuscan Raiders or sand people, as they are also known, controversial, mm. brandish a deadly bladed club known as a Gaddafi. God, now, how do you, how would you say Gaddafi skit? A Gaddafi stick. A Gaddafi stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A comedy sketch about it, yeah. Gaddafi. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tongue twister. Gaddafi? Gaddafi? No, I just said Gaddafi Gaddafi. G-A-D-E-R-F-F-I-I. Gaddafi? Gaddafi? Oh, Pablo Hidalgo, where are you? Uh, you are I'm, our only hope. And I'm sure somewhere out there will have a correct way to say it there. Um, but uh, I, I love a little bit having, going years, being Star Wars fans and pronouncing things certain ways and then discovering that we've been saying it wrong the whole lot. Yeah. Nine num, nine num. Yeah. There, so. I say this in my head mm-hmm. and then I realize my tongue has a very hard time <laughs> right. saying what my head is thinking. Right, right. Because I think I say Gaddafi. Uh, I think that's about the best I can do. Yeah. Gaddafi? Gaddafi. Anything that actually uses the R sounds really stupid. Sounds like yeah. Garfield's weird cousin. <laughs> ah. Gaddafi, you know, from the cartoons. Gaddafi? Uh, so, Gaddafi. We'll say Gaddafi. Right. That's right. better. Uh, all right. Enough on that. Yes. Uh, what, what do you got for Tuscan Raiders? Uh, the average Tuscan Raider is 1.9 meters tall. Okay. Again, uh, there are females. There are children in the uh, culture. We learned that from the prequels. Um, and on that note, I always, oddly enough, liked the design of the, f- the female Tuscan Raiders when it was revealed. And, and yeah. It just made sense to me in a weird way. And I liked, I felt they kind of successfully expanded on the idea of the Raiders uh, in Attack of the Clones yeah. in, in a weird way. Um, uh, none other uh, things. That, I do have a quote. 
Uh, obviously, the quote from a Tuscan Raider would be uh, a loud <laughs> shrieking noise, but this quote is, goes like this. Those Tuscans walk like men, but they're vicious, mindless monsters. Klieg Lars. Um, a great impression of yeah. old Klieg. And then there's one that's not canon, I, I, I don't believe, but it's an interesting one. It's um, Spinoza to his partner after discovering a moisture farm ravaged by Tuscan raiders. A moisture farm? Question mark. Poor locals never stood a chance. The sand people think all water is sacred and was promised to them. Interesting. It's an interesting different take yeah. on what they are. They are fascinating because obviously yeah. with the you know everybody jokes with you know calling them sand people and yeah. it's like a slur and yep. they should be Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, uh, I think it's a fascinating thing of Star Wars that Lucas is pulling from serials in the 30s mm-hmm. and 40s, which do have some very uh, generalized uh, sure. uh, portrayals of groups of people. So you yeah. can say like, oh, this is eh, I'm yeah. not sure if I like the portrayal of the Tuscan Raiders, the remote savages. Right, but you know we'll stay in Star Wars land. And uh, the data bank helps us a little bit with this uh, by saying that they are territorial and xenophobic. So yeah. the official Star Wars uh, take on this Lucasfilm these days is that the Tusken Raiders are the ones who are like, we don't right. like, we don't Ew. like Clay Glars in your <laughs> stupid face and your grumbly little bitchy complaining voice. We only like, xenophobic means you only like yourself, right? Yeah. So we don't like Rodians, we don't like, like Aqualit, we don't like Kitster, we don't like <laughs> anybody on Tatooine. You can imagine at some point, Klee Glars is uh, yeah, you want to come over for a beer? <laughs> Those guys don't like me. You just get to know, I, got, I have enough moisture that I could make two beers. I've farmed that That's much moisture. Uh, you can come over and like, no, they don't know. We want to uh, kidnap yeah. your wife and test the limits yeah. of human endurance yeah, by being real mean to her. And take your leg. Yeah, and, and take your leg. Yeah, so definitely fearsome, ferocious creatures. Uh, and anything else that you want? To, you, you've always, who doesn't like a Tusken Raider? I love the Tusken Raiders. Right. I love the Tusken Raiders. You know what? Going back to Phantom Menace, we talk about the, uh, some things that, that you could find in the prequels. You can't deny. You cannot deny. If you're out there, I want proof. When you were in the theater... And the pod race was going on. And by this time, we knew the movie maybe wasn't what we wanted it to be. Yep. But when the pod race is going on and they take a turn and the Tusken Raiders are shooting at the pod race, every viewing, and I saw it eight times in the theaters, kids, every <laughs> viewing laughed. Yep. And not in a ridiculous laugh, but like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. They were almost like us. They were taking pot shots at the pod race right away and then celebrating when they caused damage and pain. They were being just assholes it's like the fun side of xenophobia in those like we don't like your padre we don't yeah. like ben quadineros we're gonna oh. take a pot shot at you guys yeah. fair enough so yeah <laughs> all right Who so uh and, and i also like the revelation that there is uh something else under there yeah that who knows what they are uh that they're they're unique to tatooine yeah apparently and there's something else who knows what's under all those those yeah. robes those that garb uh, any other uh, thoughts from you before we get into our fight? No, sir. I'm ready to use my Gaddafi sticks to fight. <laughs> then let us begin the fight. So we have a lot of battles on Tatooine, but that's where Tusken Raiders live. Unless we want to go crazy. We could mm-hmm. go crazy and say a Tusken Raider was uh, chasing, some, being xenophobic, chasing somebody off uh, their land in the Judland Wastes, yeah. got on a spaceship, went somewhere else. Do you want to be on Tatooine, or do you want to have uh, like a sort of John Hughes film, a Tusken Raiders big adventure out in space? Oh man, 
I, I thought we were going back to tattooing. I, I was set, because there's precedence for Panaka's been to tattooing. That's right. So maybe he goes back to the scene of the yeah. crime. Maybe he's investigating some stuff. I was going to go that way, but you know what? Let's have some fun. Okay. It's data bank brawl, Joseph. <laughs> um, much like, say, the movie Kingpin with Randy Quaid, Bill Murray, <laughs> Woody, Woody Harrelson. Let's say <laughs> the Tuscan Raiders send a messenger out or an explorer, a representative. Okay. Into the galaxy, because things aren't going great on Tatooine post the fall of Jabba the Hutt. Okay. As we've learned in Life Dead and, and, and the Aftermath books, after Jabba went down, there's a lot of chaos on Tatooine. <coughs> there's a town sheriff who's now wearing Boba Fett's armor. There's all this stuff going on. It's a little crazy. And that, too, could affect the Tusken Raiders and right. their ecosystem and the way they go around and do things. So let's They just overheard say. Dengar talking about, you know how many other desert, plant, desert planets there are? Right. You got Jakku. You got Geonosis. Geonosis isn't far. Talk about the Gozian Badlands. Yeah. On Jakku. Yeah. Jakku? <laughs> um, so that starts our story. All right. So one lone Tusken Raider this, takes their guitar stick. Yeah. And and I, I think he's he's a bit of a warrior. He's one of the chosen. I'm sure there were some kind of ceremonies and some kind of challenges that was held in, in the main village on Tatooine. And this victor was selected by yeah. the gods, whatever religion they believe. You know, I played a not good PlayStation game, Masters of uh, Terrace Kasi, I think it was. Mm. I might have had that mm-hmm. wrong. Whereas it was just it was trying to be light Mortal Kombat mm. uh, for Star Wars. And there was a Tusken Raider with a name. Mm. I want to think his name was Thok. T H O K. So I think given that precedent, we can give our Tusken Raider a name. Okay. So what do you think this Tusken Raider's name is? Uh, I think his name is um oh, I'm trying to clear my throat. <laughs> it is uh uh is um uh Dawak. Dawak. If it's Thok is the name, then Dawak. Dawak. Okay, so that should be easy for us to remember. Dawak. It's bad improv, but we're gonna go with that. We're gonna <laughs> go. I'm yes, yes and I am yes complaining and and. Yeah. Uh Dawak. Dawak. So Dawak, the Tuscan mm. Raider, yeah. he he Sent stows out. away. Sent out, yes. Aboard a ship. Yep. Random ship. Yep. Now uh, it, this is after the fall of the Empire. Correct. So Captain Panaka, uh, I think, is no longer a captain. Correct. He is quite aged. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is in his uh, mid to late 60s, right? Mid 60s, yeah. He's in his mid 60s. Yeah. Is he on Naboo? Or after all of the tragedy of Amidala, did he say, mm-hmm. I got to get out of here? I think he got out of here. Yeah. Uh, he got out of there. Uh, I think he's uh, he's still a very fit man. Yep. Panaka looks like a guy who'd still hit the gym late in life. He's still going to go. Uh, still eats right. Eat some Naboo uh, uh, sheep or whatever those things He's are. rocking a Liam Neeson yeah. body under there. Lean. Yeah, he's lean, lean and strong. powerful. He's powerful. So he's out in the Battle of the Galaxy, but definitely there was a little bit of him wanting to um, escape his past. And right. I think at one point he had to, but the Empire has fallen now, so he's a little bit okay. But he's definitely no military, no security. He's, he's a man into his own. Yeah, when the, when the Emperor uh, wiped away the Senate, uh, Jar Jar Binks came home. Panaka tries to be patient with that guy, but he's not his favorite guy. Mm-hmm. So he had a lot of reasons to be away. Right. So now we have the galaxy open to us. Where are uh, Panaka and Dequath? Dequath. 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 Or Dequath? I don't know. D. D. So Dequath. Dequath. That's it. That's it. Where are they, huh? Panaka and Dequath. Meet somewhere in the galaxy. If his mission is to find a desert planet, that doesn't necessarily mean to me that for this instance he has to be on that desert planet. No, no, he's just 
checking out what's out there. He could be going to Jakku, but um, <laughs> by the way, I'm never not going to say it like Harrison Ford. Um, but uh, he could be going there, but not quite there. I think he has to stop off. And for me, if you're traveling the galaxy, there's one cool place that everyone needs to try to stop off at least once if you're of a certain kind and a certain ilk. <laughs> and that is, I think we need to go back to Mads Kanata's castle. Okay. So this is after the fall, but so so it's still standing. It's got 30 years, 30 years of standing. Okay. Yeah. So we are going to Tokodano. Tokodano. Okay. Yeah. So what... Uh, so the the ship that uh, is on mm-hmm. lands in Tokodano. Yeah. He's got a lot of exploring to do. Yeah. Takes out his trusty stick, <laughs> and he heads towards the castle. Yeah. And I think he comes across a little hut in the woods that is a ways away mm. from the castle, within walking distance. Yeah. But is a little bit isolated. Gotcha. And uh, we come to find that there is a... a Aged but strong man mm. named Panaka there. Living the, there? Yeah. Stopping off there? He's there. I think, I think this cabin inside, from the outside, it looks kind of uh, rustic and maybe a little beaten down. Gotcha. Inside, wall-to-wall pleather. Everything <laughs> pleather. It is very comfy and a little squeaky. <laughs> yeah. So I think the, right. the Tuscan Raider, he, he hears he hears these noises. So, oh, oh, it like draws him into, like, maybe he thinks... It's a food source. Maybe it's something. Yeah, he, did, he just, doesn't know that houses squeaked. He's just trying to use facilities. Or maybe, yeah, again, just took a wrong turn walking towards Maz's castle. Yeah, he's just there to discover. So he's drawn to this. He's drawn to this. He's pretty sure because he's naturally xenophobic that he hates it. Yes. And everything about it. Yes. But he is curious. It's his mission to find out more about the galaxy. So does he burst right in there? Well, yeah, well, let's, uh, let's, let's change the frame to what, what's Panaka doing mm. in there? Panaka is in there um, joining and enjoying, I should say, a, a fine space brandy. <laughs> um, I don't know what to call it in the Star Wars universe, but it's a, a space brandy. And he's, he's, he's uh, got a little, uh, what do they call this? A little sifter? A snifter, yeah. Snifter, yeah, 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 snifter. Yeah. I'm not classy. Um, and, he's, and he's just sipping it, and he's twirling it in his hands. He's kind of letting the brandy twirl around, and he's just... He's lost in a little bit of nostalgia. Yeah. Does he feel bad that he gave up the fight? Do you think he fought with the rebellion? Or do you think that he just stayed out of it? I think, given his quote, mm. he stayed out of it. I, I think, think he, he took the path yeah. of least resistance. He, he literally. gave up his post. Typho took over. Um, and I think he feels guilty, too, in some way. Typho did, didn't protect Amidal. Right. I think he feels guilty. If I had stayed... Uh, Padme would still be alive. I would have kept oh, her from yeah. going to these dangerous situations. He'd have been right there saying, I don't think you should kiss that boy. Yeah. I don't think you should get pregnant by that boy. I don't think you should go to that lava planet. I don't think you should hang out with his weird protocol droid. Right. Yeah. So I think he he feels guilty about what happened with Amidala yeah. and Padme. He probably know her more as Amidala or both, whatever. Um, I think, so I think, again, he's not a sad, broken man. This isn't a man who has gone to hide in the galaxy. This is a man who just looks back at his mistakes. He's at that age in life. And I think, um, I think that's where we find him. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's in this, this cabin that he, he has tricked out with all of the, the leather that makes him feel comfortable. And it, it's, he's isolated, so he can just drink by himself. Yeah. But if he wants company, he can saunter not too far down to the castle. Right. And he can lecture people on all the things that they shouldn't do. Oh, I think, yeah. His, in Maz's castle, he's, I think he's liked, but it's just that guy 
you're like, uh, you know, Panaka's on his, on one of his things again. I think there's somewhere hanging in there. There, it says in Orabesh, there's probably a little sign that says Panaka was right because I think every night he goes in there <laughs> and he tries to stop Kwai Gold or some other denizen from having that. Yeah. Third drink. Because the third drink is uh, the first one, great. Second one, you're yeah. fine. The third drink's always the one where there's no coming back. Right. And I think he is Captain Third Drink Panaka, where he's always like, you shouldn't have that one. Right. You should just walk away. And they have it anyway, and then they regret it the next yeah. day. And they're like, oh, Panaka was right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think he, he's got a little bit of a social life, but he's also got his distance. Yeah. And now, uh, De Croix. De Croix. Yeah. Tuscan Raider. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, they mainly want to know about the universe so they know what they can take over. So I think he maybe, he peeks in the window. Yeah, this is it's exploratory. Yeah. And he sees a lone, vulnerable guy. Yeah. And thinks, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to fight him to see if, if the humans here on Tokadana are any tougher mm-hmm. than those uh, mostly slightly overweight moisture farmers yeah, yeah. on Dataween. Yeah, and, and for him, it's like he sees this hut, maybe it's like a fancier fancier version of a Tuscan Raider tent. You know, he wants this. He sees it. I need this. Yeah. He knows he's, he needs a base of operations. That's right. For his mission. That's right. Uh, so I think that he, they, Tuscan Raiders can be quiet. Yeah. So I think he thinks he's real sneaky. Right. He moves real slow. He gets through this open door. The door doesn't make any noise. Right. The first step, big old squeaky, almost a fart-like noise as he steps <laughs> on the pleather floor. And I think... Panaka is startled for a second, but yeah. then you know, he, he's all about security. Yeah, he's yeah. all about evading a fight if yep. at all yep. possible. So I think he throws his drink yeah. and beans the in the head. Space brandy all over the Tuscan Raider cloak. Right. And then what is the second thing Panaka does? Run, I think. Run? Yeah, because I think he, he likes to avoid fights. He likes to, he likes, okay, he likes, yeah, yeah. So he, he pushes past him. Okay, yeah. So there's only one one exit, one entrance. There might be others. Yeah, you're right. But I think I and he would know as the security chief the other ways. But I think in his haste, he just sees the quickest way, which sometimes is the best way. Yeah, pushes past him, knocks him over, boom, runs out into the forest. Okay, and uh, I think the Tuscan Raider uh, turns around and follows. He comes out, uh, pops out of the uh, of the hut, and the first thing he does is is a Tuscan Raider yell. So he, okay, that's a horrible one, but he does it right there. Yeah. yeah nope. I nope. Yeah. Uh, mod, mod, where are you? When I need <laughs> this you? podcast would just be us yeah. be making bad Tuscan yeah. Raider noises. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That works. A that's little like closer. A dying elephant. A dying <laughs> drunk elephant. But yeah. So he he's. Dwok is the battle is on. Yeah, so now he he's gotten he was hit in the head with a mystery fluid. Yeah. Oh, he has no idea what that is. Yeah, he, he, he does it could be human blood for all he knows. Yeah, he doesn't like that. Now Panaka is pretty good with a blaster. Yeah. He knows if nothing else, he knows that the way it moves around his hand looks really scary. It jumps everywhere. It's right. flying around when right. he fires it. Uh so do you think he has I think maybe Panaka realizes that this was a bad tactical move. My instinct mm-hmm. is always to run. Yeah. But there's a blaster back in my place. Yeah. So now he's made a bad tactical error. He's put the Tuscan Raider, De Croix, between yeah. himself and his blaster. Right. And Tuscan Raider comes running at him with his Gadarfi stick. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the, the Tuscan Raider takes a big swing with the Gadarfi stick. Oh, yeah. And how do you think, did you think Panaka manages to move or does he get whacked? No, he, he moves the first time. Okay. Ka-dunk. And it's on the ground. And, and um, Panaka squares up. 
And in his head, thinking, I might have to fight this creature. And yeah. I, I think he knows what it is, having been on Tatooine. They He's researched it. Research it. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we got to avoid these guys. Shocked to see one here on Tokadano. Uh, befuddled, yeah. to say the least. <laughs> so I think he says to him, look, man, you're back off. I, I don't want to have to fight you, but I'm prepared to fight you if, if needed. But I think you should consider not fighting me. Right. So he says his classic go-to line, mm-hmm. let's not fight. I've right. researched you. I know you want to fight because you hate things that are different, and right. you want to know their strength limits. He just says it all out to them. He just, yeah, he says it all out because <laughs> here's he your facts. He doesn't hold anything back. No, I no. think he's the kind of guy who reads rules and regulations. Oh, absolutely. He I knows think them. He writes them. He falls. Only them. C-3PO is better than him. Oh, they would get along. Yeah, yeah. surprisingly, really well. it's surprising they didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I don't think the Tuscan Raider uh, listens to reason because he's angry now. And I don't know how much Tuscan Raiders comprehend other languages. You know, it could be. I, I imagine they prepared the walk as best they could to send them out. Yeah. So the Tuscan Raiders, you know, know he can't conquer by himself. So he's got some dipl- diplomacy skills starting to come in, but he's got space blood all over him or whatever he he doesn't know it's brandy like you said so he's just angry he's beyond it and 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 he doesn't comprehend much other than he sees a scared foe in front of him yeah he's never had uh he's never had this kind of booze it's trickling down through his uh strange robes maybe right. getting his mouth a little bit maybe right. he doesn't know what that is doesn't know yeah and you know it, it you know some people taste alcohol for the first time and it's disgusting other people love it too much and uh, I think he is just, it is just taking him back. He, ugh, he's just shaking his head if he could. If we could see behind the mask, he is doing a sour puss face, just nom, 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 get this weird substance yeah. out of me. So I think there's a half a beat where Panaka thinks like, finally, someone it. listened to me about not Hot. fighting. It's been a while. Yeah. And so there's then, a, yeah, go. Panaka starts to put his arms down. He's like, all right, listen, let's talk. And then. The, the Tusker Raider, Dwok, just charges him. Yeah, and I think he starts with the blunt end mm-hmm. instead of going full gore because he wants yeah. to see what Panaka's made of. And I think, yeah. I think uh, this time he gets a good shot into Panaka's ribs. Right in there. I think there's an unfortunate crack. Panaka, and he's still wearing some leather, so that, that softens the blow a little bit, some of this pleather, but he goes flying back. I mean, four or five feet. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, and I think now, now Panaka's upset. Now he knows he's not getting... Mm-hmm. Out of the fight, and that he knows he's in real trouble. And I think, uh, I think Dewalk comes at him, and it is a flurry of the garvey stick flying. And Panaka is dancing and weaving and rolling, and he right. tries to reach out. And he maybe, maybe he punches a little bit and he connects, and but there's no, there's no stopping this. And then from mm-hmm. down the road, some denizens of uh, mm. Maz Kanata's castle right. are leaving, and they are actually getting on a broken up old speeder bike. Oh, wow. Crappy, clanky speeder bike. <laughs> Doesn't have anything of what the space version of a muffler is. Right. It starts up, and it just, it roars. Just big, loud. A, if a machine could fart at the loudest volume. Exactly. This sudden noise startles Dewalk. Oh, yeah. Because Tuscan Raiders react to loud noise. Absolutely. They scare easily. This is the broken down muffler version of a crat dragon call. Exactly. And uh, in this, the, the Tuscan Raider looks around. He yeah. thinks that's maybe that, that there's some sort of a monster that he needs to face. Right. Instead of a farting speeder bike. Right. And I think Panaka has a single second of truth mm. of do I run away from the fight again? Do right. I run back into my place and get the blaster? Right. 
do I try to punch him? What do you think he does? Do you think he goes for the blaster back in his, the safety of his pleather home? He needs the blaster. He knows this. The blaster is an extension of himself. It is part of who he is. Um, he he knows that this might not be a fair fight because there's a there's a hand to hand combat angle, and but this guy's got a weapon. You know what I mean? The yeah, UFO, and he's a real good fighter. Your opponent. So Panaka knows, but he takes the distraction and he does like a nice, good sweeping leg kick. Oh, nice, nice. Dwak goes falling right on his Tuscan Raider ass. And Panaka goes scrambling, crawls on all fours uh, in, in wrestling terms. Imagine it going for the hot tag in the corner. He's just trying to reach that hut, but he's not fast enough. Okay. The Tuscan Raider, younger, stronger, hops back up, leaps, grabs onto Panaka's foot, his right foot. Okay. And now he, they're both on the ground. So this is now straight out of a horror movie. He is crawling to get back to Absolutely. the hut, to the blaster, to yep. correct all of his mistakes. Let's talk about this, he's saying. Stop. Hold on. He always thinks it's the best idea to right. run, and it never works out for him. Never works He is out. a PSA for the value of violence. <laughs> for the value of, of standing and fighting sometimes. Standing and for fighting. defending yourself. For and, his and, pride. Yeah, because he was attacked. He was just sifting his, uh, sipping his space brandy and yeah. uh, now he's attacked um, and and the Tuscan Raider Dwak he's doing what is his nature you know in the end we might not fault him but he's just only doing what he knows yeah, um, yeah. so now there's a struggle uh, where Panaka's even reaching for a blaster he can't re- get to and, and and there's a tug of war going on because he's he's trying very hard to find purchase in the soil as he puts his other his hands in and and, uh, and he's kind of kicking yeah. Tuscan Raider but with those masks on those it's yeah. not Impactful. He he is uh, having that that moment of Zen of almost accepting his end, right? And then he calms mm. his mind enough to mm. realize what has been happening that he physically cannot stand step right. to this. He can't get to his blaster. But what is he's an observant man, yeah. as it says in his uh, in his data bank. Right. The quickest eyes on Naboo. He's right. got quick ears too. Yeah. So he has now analyzed the situation and realized the only thing that made a difference was mm. a loud noise. Yeah. That's the only weakness. Yeah. So he realizes the only thing he has to work with is the pleather on his own body. <laughs> so I think he grabs a stick. Yeah. He breaks it in half, and he just starts rubbing on his body, trying to make as much squeaking as humanly possible. <laughs> he, uh, maybe, maybe some wet leaves. Some wet leaves would squeak the best. So he is furiously rubbing his own chest right. with wet leaves in an attempt to, to, to make, make frightening squeaking sounds that Dwok won't understand. Right, right. And um, oddly enough, it succeeds in a weird way. I, I don't know how or why. It's a weird <laughs> play. But one bit of it, he just gets a nice squeak, and and the walk pauses just enough to let, the, let go of that foot. Yeah. So now F- F- Panaka scrambles and is now sitting up, kind of on his ass, sitting up, looking back at him. And uh, there's a moment where they lock eyes. Creature, creature to human, or what? You know, eye to eye, bean to bean, bean yeah. to bean. Good way to say it. And um, there's a pause, and it's in this moment that Panaka flashes back to his now long life. Yeah, an up and coming uh, member of the Naboo Royal Army and the Volunteer Army, and joining the security team, getting his first assignment, uh, getting to know the Nabiri family, and they're like, "Hey, our young daughter might be going up for an election. Would you like the task of being her security chief?" It's all running through his head, but then he gets to those dark times, when the times he left her, or the times he didn't stand by her side, or the times he counseled safety as as opposed to standing up for yourself. Yeah. It's really going through his mind. Yeah. And do you think 
at this moment, I think we're nearing the end of the combat. Yeah. Do you think, who do you want to win? I want Panaka to win. I, I don't think that's realistic. I think this is what you want. Somewhat savage beast who's younger and stronger and only knows one way. I, I, I think he would win, but I'd like, to, I'd like to see a man late in life change his course. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that uh, I think sometimes here on Data Bank Brawl, we let uh, the character that we like a little bit more win. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's okay. Yeah. So I think Captain Panaka is going to win, yeah. but I think it's going to be ugly and painful. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to take some damage. So I think he, he thinks about all of, those, uh, all of those life choices that you illustrated so well. Yeah. And he thinks that uh, uh, trying to stay away from a fight is great, but a lot of times where I've stood up, that's, that's when I've had the moment right. of glory, when Padme said, we must go take Naboo back right. and we must charge the Emodians. Yeah. Like, it worked out. It worked it out. It worked out. I'm going to remember the spirit of Naboo, yeah. the battle of Theed. Yeah. Against all odds, on many uh, fronts, we survived, and I'm going to battle up feed this. Right. So I think he does one more quick squeak. He throws the leaves at the, the Tusken Raider. Yep. And he bolts for his home to right. get that trusty blaster. Right. So I think he gets it. Okay. I think he's still got one of those weird security buttons like Amidal had on her, yes. <laughs> on her chair. Yes. I think it's on his, his uh, mother-covered space barca lounger. He's got a yeah. button. He's got a classic Naboo blaster. Yep. Yep, so he catches it, he whirls, uh, Dwok is already in the door, already on it, yeah, he yeah, is yeah. blasting away. Now, the, the Tusken Raiders, are, they know about blasters, they're really yep. good at dodging them. Yep. So you think he's dodging away, and I think Dwok gets right up to him, and I think he brings up the Gadadi stick, yeah. and I think he takes out one of Panaka's eyes. I think oh, he pokes wow. him in the eye. Sharp head. Yeah, takes out an eye. Oh my, that's brutal. And so, so Panaka falls back, blood pouring out, he's screaming, he's shooting indiscriminately now. Uh, one, of, uh, one of the laser blasts does find its way onto uh, the, sh- the shoulder of the walk. So he's hit, but it's a glancing blow. Um, uh, and he falls to like one knee, Dewak does, but, but he gets right back up and the fight is still going. He charges uh, with the, the Kadarfi stick um, uh, straight across like he's... Uh, Gonna choke. Panaka. Oh, he's gonna choke him. Okay, yeah, so he's, he's got choking him. Panaka. Okay, right. So because he's got the measure of the guy, he, yeah. he's gonna put up a good fight. So now he's just gonna try to end it. Right. right so right. I think, uh, yeah, he's pushing him up the wall. Horrible squeaking noise uh, on the lot of cover leather, leather sound. But here. but but uh, Dewak is getting used to it now. He knows what that sound is. He's yeah. not frightened anymore. Right. So he's getting up there real real high. Mm-hmm. And I think that what Panaka realizes is is he's his eye is bleeding and he's starting to choke. Is what he realizes is. What he is always counseling other people to do mm-hmm. is to get the most amount of information. Right, 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 right. So I think instead of trying to, to fight or survive, he just goes for the face mask and oh, the robes yeah. and the strange uh, mouth and eye protuberances. Yeah. And I think he starts ripping away to see the truth. What, is, what will I find out? Yeah. What is under the mask? So he's 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 gripping and grabbing and pulling off. Is it succeeding? Yeah, I think that, okay. I think enough is being exposed, right, and right. I think that there is some mysterious truth mm. under the Tuscan Raiders okay. that they do not want known. That maybe this is the reason that they are so aggressive and so assertive. They don't want to be seen. They don't want to be known. It could be that this is where Yoda and Yaddle's race disappeared to. Is that all Tuscan Raiders are three or four Yodas piled up? <laughs> Like kids in a trench coat. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying it's something as mysterious and intriguing as that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Are they? They could be angry redheads. They could be <laughs> something under there that we don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think that is what makes 
Dequire. Retreat. Got it. So exposed. And, and Panaka's not clear what he's seen. It's, is it is it reptile skin? Is it just leathery skin? Is it another layer of the mask? Acne? Is it acne? Is that a beard I see? What am, what's going on? Is that a hipster? Who yeah. knows? What is it? Flannel underneath this? <laughs> I don't know. So Dwok runs away? Yeah, I think Dwok. Exposed. And that could, that could cause health problems, safety issues. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, some breathing issues. So he starts running into the forest. Panaka comes out. I think he holds up the blaster, and he's got him in his eyesight, his eye line. His one eye line, yeah. One, and the eyes, oh, God, it's a gruesome scene. The eyes of Naboo. Now it's just the eye of Naboo. But I don't think he shoots. No. I think he, uh, he has wrestled with, the, this mm-hmm. has been, a for him, a discovery of his exact feelings about the balance between mm-hmm. violence and pacifism. Yeah. And he used just enough uh, yeah. violence yeah. just to stay alive. Right. And I think he does some warning shots. Mm-hmm. Tuscan Raider runs off. Yeah. Maybe not back to his ship. Right. So maybe there's a random Tuscan Raider still alive somewhere Could on Tokadano. We don't know. He's running off into that part of the forest that 30-some years later, Kylo and Ray would meet. It's, it's the little moss-covered hills and all the trees, and it, he's running off. Yeah. And I want to believe that uh, Panaka goes back to mm-hmm. his hut. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he actually probably stumbles down to the castle and Maz Kanata takes care of him. Well, you got a thought? I do have a thought. All right, yeah. what happened. So he takes those shots. That's what a laser does in my world. Uh, <laughs> Dewak runs off. Um, Panaka is breathing heavily. He's bleeding. The adrenaline is still going, so he hasn't even really felt the pain of the eye yet. Um, the blaster goes down at his side, and he hears in the background... A sarcastic and then slow a clap. a bunch of clapping. Oh. It starts slow. It's sarcastic. Yeah. But he turns around, and there's like 15 of Maz Kanata's castleites sitting on the other <laughs> side. And they're like, we had you in the bed. Wow. Thanks. Um, they're all there. Some of the creatures that would still be there 30 years from now, they're all there. Um, they had heard the commotion. Uh, the guys on the speeder bike had seen something as they drove off and communicated yeah. back. And so as the people of Maz Kanata's castle do, they came out to have a good bet yeah. and watch a good fight. Right. It's like a MMA fight in person. <laughs> and uh, they weren't going to interfere, but they liked Panaka. So a lot of them, uh, some of them did lose some money. They're yeah. a little grumpy. They, they, they wander along. And Panaka doesn't even know what to say. And then he hears, plain as day, you're gonna need this rag. And there's Maz Kanata, and she throws up a rag to him <laughs> and says, first drink's on me tonight. Second's on you. And they all start to shuffle back to the castle. And Panaka takes a breath, and he follows along. I think that's great. And I think that was the one night that Panaka had the third drink. Yes. Yes. And then, years later... An aged Tuscan raider named Athwak encountered a dark-clad warrior, thought, I'll test him out, and was just immediately slaughtered by Kylo Ren. <laughs> Kylo Ren is like, I killed him. <laughs> and, and Kylo Ren doesn't even know doesn't that even he know. just did something that his grandfather did, too. Right. And he, but if right. he knew, he'd be so happy, right. so proud. So really, <laughs> or, this worked out for everyone. Or maybe Kylo Ren's like, I completed what you started. 
I killed the Tuscan Raiders. I killed all of them. I mean, it was just the one, but still not as good as grandfather. There weren't women and children. I just killed the one. I love that we tied that back to Kylo. <laughs> well, I think that was a great fight. You know, we've had a lot of sort of a, a not vicious fights, and when we got into yeah, this one, get a vicious. Tuscan Raider involved. There's no way to not just have no, it be vicious. No way to not take an eye. Sometimes there's comedy fights, but sometimes somebody's right. got to lose an eye. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, dead. Thank you guys for listening, as always, to our silly fights and our brutal fights and our brutally silly fights. If you have suggestions, I know you guys are good about tweeting them at us anyway for Facebook, uh, Twitter. Let us know, people that you like to see fight. Do pay attention. We got some of your suggestions coming up real soon. Please use the hashtag databankbrawl because it is easier to find. Ken, where can people find you? You can find me on all social media platforms at Ken Napsok, N-A-P-Z-O-K, and that includes an official Facebook page. Give us a like there, uh, and uh, you can uh, see all my um, um, doubting, uh, self-doubting tweets uh, that I do <laughs> late in the night. They're great and funny and uh, very, very self-doubting. Wonderful. <laughs> wonderful doubt. You can find me on all the social medias at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter is at Force Center Pod. And until next time, as Luke Skywalker once said, while no one was really listening to him, I care. That's it for Databank Brawl. Databank Brawl.